0: It's Wyatt's World with Wyatt Wheeler, presented by the Springfield News Leader. What
1: would you like from the Bears? Just kind of, uh, well, finally getting your uh, first live look
0: at them. They gave you their best performance of the year for your first game. They did. Well, you know, I, I love the passing, obviously. Clark and the way he distributed the balls. So I love that. That they could run the ball a little bit, which they hadn't been able to do the first two games. And, of course, this team was more of a passing team, and the Bears have been weak against the run, and they didn't really try to run much. And then they were so far behind, they had to pass. But I, I love the Bears' pass defense. I mean, they were they were right there on the receivers.
1: I was shocked when I looked at the first quarter. And you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the stats from it. It's like, they only really run the ball three times in the first quarter. Yeah. It's like, they, have they not watched the single down of this defense this entire, <laughs> those two weeks? Yeah. Um, you go through, um, you've watched the other two games. You've watched them live. Um, I don't think we're ready. To, I don't think we're ready to jump on and say, oh, the Bears are going to be a big giant contender in the valley right now after it went over utah tech but what were just kind of the things you took away that uh was encouraging that they took the they grew from from those two games
0: so where hey maybe they can compete with siu on on saturday well i mean so far you pretty well knew they're going to lose to kansas and they they should have beat utah tech and they did and the tennessee martin game was the pick'em game and that was unfortunate that they fell so far behind on it but uh I think, uh, this Saturday, uh, gave everybody a lot of hope made everybody certainly feel a lot better, be able to put that number of points on the board and, uh, get contributions from a variety of receivers and running backs. So I think the offense is going to be clicking the offensive line, uh, played a lot better. I know they, they tweaked the line starting lineup a little bit for this game and, uh, seemed to have worked. Well, you look at, uh, you look at defensively
1: too, it's um, they yeah, used to be bringing up the pass game. They didn't run that much, but there was, there was a lot of defensive backs to replace going into this year as well. When yeah. you lose a Mantra, you lose a Kyrie, you lose yeah. Titus Uh, in previous years, you've lost Titus wall. You lose Dylan Thomas and just a lot of names
0: there, but just starting to see some new guys emerge there. Yeah. Like Caleb Blake, who had a, had a huge game and was named Missouri Valley conference defensive player of the week. Uh, you know, played probably four guys at the corners and, you know, in nickel some of the time. And, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I think the secondary, uh, looks outstanding at this point. I was
1: trying to get, uh, I was trying to get Caleb Blake to talk some, uh, talk some crap on Ryan today. Yeah. I was trying to get him. He's like, have you found any old highlights of Ryan? They said he can't, they can't find any. They're, they're looking, they see if they they can top his DB skills from back when Ryan was at. Uh, WKU, um, but when you look at, you've called a lot of these games, you've seen some recent great quarterbacking, um, performances. Where does that one rank? Cause that was one, that's one of the best in school
0: history. Well, it's the second most passing yards for a quarterback in school history. And of course the team had the most passing yards in a game in school history, uh, when, uh, this, uh, when you add up the show and Clark's numbers, but that was a great performance by Clark. He was on the money. He was accurate. I mean, some of the Jason Shelley games and going back to Cody Kirby and, you know, Jeremy Hoag and, heck, Mitch Ware. And, uh, obviously, DeAndre Smith was more of a runner. But uh, been some great quarterbacks, some great games. A.J. Porter still has the individual single-game record that probably could have been beaten by Jacob had he, had he stayed in the game, which is time to get him out. But, yeah, that was one of the great performances I've seen. You've forgotten Brack Roddick. Yeah, I did. I did,
1: yeah, and and the dog, MSU history. I I, wondered, I wonder how many. There's not many people involved in that program now that would know that would even understand what that reference was.
0: Yeah, that's right, and probably for good. Probably, reason, probably for the best. I remember that the team was on the way to Case State when they got the phone call about the uh, incident allegedly with the uh, Missouri State quarterback having. Uh, abused his girlfriend's dog and uh yeah that that kind of cast a pall over the and then i think we had a like a hour of weather delay before that game started so that and then it got canceled at halftime
1: yeah the bears were already down 35 to nothing so it's just like that's that's good and was like this has been a day from hell let's uh get out of here yeah but uh Oh, I've, I've, apparently, I've, the dog was okay, by the way. I, I've had some follow-up. I've had a vol- follow-up interview years back with Brackett. I, I, I like him. I, I think he, I, I think he's a... I mean, he learned from that and was a good dude, but uh, just... And he uh, went
0: from here to what, Delta State? Delta was State? It? Louisiana? Yeah. Is that uh, what that Mississippi.
1: is? Mississippi. Mississippi? Yeah. Well, Delta's not a state.
0: No, it's not. Neither no. is Wichita. There you go. Yeah. The Delta does play football. That's right. Um, <laughs> a little...
1: A little history lesson. I'm sure people missed that, missed hearing that name. I, what was sports talk like? I don't. I don't think I listened to much sports talk that year when I was. Uh, that was my. That was my second year as a student at Missouri State. I was a sports editor of the school paper.
0: What was, what was your radio show like during that? Uh, I think we tried to move on past that uh, as soon as we could, but I really don't recall. I know the incident obviously, but not uh, not too much of the. uh, the follow-up, uh, probably a couple of days worth that it kind of died down. That's,
1: that's weird. That's strange. I'm surprised it's a starting quarterback of this city and it's a national story, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you look at how the bears perform and it's 59 14 Utah tech. That's a game they were expected to win. Um, and you kind of knew even from the first two series, when they fumbled the ball twice, it's like the bears better beat this team by a lot. Yeah. You just saw physicality on their side, the lack of it on the other. And I yeah. know that's a young D one program trying to move up and get more competitive, but it's like, yeah, this better not be competitive. Yeah. But and, the
0: next and it wasn't as mm, it turned
1: out. It was it was uh, when I was sitting there yesterday at Arrowhead Stadium watching my beloved Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh hurt me in many ways, even though I knew what was gonna happen when I went to that game. Um, I couldn't help but think they look worse than Utah Tech. That could be. <laughs> hey, you watch the game. You, yeah. uh, you uh, Who would you rather be right now? Utah Tech or the Chicago Bears? Utah Tech's won a game. Uh, the Bears probably won't. It's just, now the argument is. Will Caleb Williams come out of, uh, will he decide to go from USC to the Bears or will he stay in school <laughs> another year to avoid <laughs> But it's it's gonna
0: be it's a miserable life. I uh, saw you uh, coming out of the stadium with a, a sack over your head. A
1: Sack over my head. Uh, Abby uh, showed me the text. I don't drink for listeners out there who don't know. Um, and I, Abby did show me the text that said where you texted her and said this might be the one thing that gets Wyatt to drink. <laughs> uh, so I think you. have felt better. I appreciate that. I think stronger depression meds might be needed by the by the, through the next. 14, 15 weeks try to get through this? That could be. They'll be, they play the Broncos this week, and it's just like, yep, they
0: just allowed 70, but the Broncos still probably feel better than the Chicago Bears do right now. Well, or they could be like the Royals. I've been watching this all year, and now they're beating everybody. You know, they swept the Astros this weekend. Maybe the Bears will start at 0-13 and and win their last four. Ah, that would be horrible. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It would be so angry. I would just give, uh, I don't even want to think about them doing that, because that would... Ruin a lot of things if they're that bad already. Um, you, uh, what has impressed you through the first few weeks of Missouri State football? That's uh, a young head coach just trying to figure out some things. And, um, we're at this point now in the season where it's, uh, it's Valley football time. I asked Ryan Beer today about shaking hands before games. It's that time of season. It is.
0: It is the, the time that you always say is the most golden moment in college football, the, oh. the Valley friendship handshake. I love the friendship, handshake. Uh, it's, it's gonna happen this week and for seven more and uh it'll be tough games. It's it's too bad that you know the Bears aren't playing Indiana State and, and Murray State, I guess. They so do have Murray State. They do have Murray. October twenty one, they come here. That's a game you get the goal.
1: So we that's right. We don't have Indiana State. We don't have Indiana State. The Bears have the Bears do have Murray. They do have that great trip to Macomb coming up here in a few weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So those those ought to be a couple of wins too, and I think need to pick off some more. And this week would be a great time. This week really is going to, I think, be a good barometer. Uh, and the Bears probably aren't expected to win, but if they had to go over to Carbondale and win this game, then, then we're in business. Yeah, they're absolutely they're not uh, picked
1: to win this game. SIU three and O to start the season. Um, quarterback might be the best in the in the conference, and Nick Baker still there. I asked yeah. Ryan about that today, just like. How sick are you of this guy? He says, we're just ready for him to graduate because he's been really good. And you look at SIU, 3-0. and Their latest win was a comeback win over a ranked SEMO team that's yeah. been pretty good this year. Yeah. And the win before that was against Northwestern. Northwestern and all its problems this year is still an FBS program. And Hi, everyone. This is producer Abby. Wyatt said that Southern Illinois beat Northwestern. They didn't. They beat Northern Illinois. Wyatt should have known that because he went there. Anyways, back to the show. Um, uh, SIU Northwestern, you had a coach leave SIU to go help out. I leaves that was Vocal Act going there. And a l- little bit of uh, bad blood, I think, there on SIU's
0: end because of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was super late in the year, so I wouldn't blame them for having bad blood, but yeah. um, bad blood. Taylor Swift's song. Yeah, also. I, bet, uh, you, I yeah. bet you were getting into that yesterday yeah. calling yeah. your Chiefs thing. Neil Sedaka years ago, too.
0: I don't know who that is. Okay. Who's yeah. Neil Sedaka? Oh, he was a big a pop star in the like, early 60s, and then he kind of went away for a few years and wrote jingles and songs, and then he made a comeback in the 70s. My wife and I heard him uh, in Las Vegas one time. I was born in 94. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a single thing you just he said. Probably, maybe, maybe not. The song Love Will Keep Us Together by the Captain teneal That was the big hit of 1975. And at the end, when they're kind of fading out, uh, Tony Tennille says, and one of them, Sadaka is back because he wrote the song, Neil Sadaka, that signaled his comeback. And then he wrote uh, or sang several songs after that. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. You just. Probably very few people that are listening to this podcast will, <laughs> I mean, will have an idea about those Riveting things.
1: audio from our Hayes
0: over yeah, there. Yeah.
1: Next thing you know, you're talking about Barbara Streisand again. Nobody knows who that is.
0: Huh. I think my mom and my aunt in Vegas, they went to hear, I don't know, Lawrence Welk or something. and We we were hip, you know, we went to see Neil Sedaka. Now they have, uh, who's got the Vegas as it sees now? That'd be, uh, oh, it's, was that Britney Spears right now? Yeah, I think so, and I think I saw one of the old rock bands, maybe Guns N' Roses or somebody. Oh, maybe. In residence out there. They they performed at Coffin Stadium this weekend. Guns N' Roses did, along with Alice Chains. Along with Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really perform, did he? No, he would have (laughs) probably done better over at Coffin Stadium.
1: uh,
0: They're so bad. It's so sad. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, T. Swift and '87 boy, they're look like they're an item. There you go. That's
1: uh, I like the Andy Reid saying after the game that uh, he hooked them up. Yeah, So yeah. he set them
0: up. Yeah, he, he's the mass matchmaker.
1: <laughs> and when you look at SIU though, that's a number ten team in the country. They beat they beat the they've beat some really good teams so far. If you I mean we're not counting Northwestern as really good, but. They're that would be yes. That was the first FCS win over an FBS team this yeah. year, and it's like, oh, they actually did it. And Northwestern, for all of its uh, problems, it's had over the last few months, that's a big deal. For, uh, anytime you can do that, yeah,
0: big 10 uh, team.
1: Again, Southern Illinois beat Northern Illinois. The Salukis beat Northwestern last year. Seriously,
0: was it North? It wasn't Northwestern, was it? There was.
1: Was it Northern Illinois?
0: I might have to cut all that out. Won't I? Uh, it was Northern Illinois. It, ah. <laughs> yeah, 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 We'll be clipping. <laughs>
1: it Northern Illinois. It's, uh, your, your former yeah, school. Yeah. My former school. They had Northwestern, still a dumpster fire but Northern Illinois. Uh, there's a 1411 win at the Calb. and a lot of teams go, the Calps had They've had some struggles in the years past uh, winning in the Cal. and
0: um, um, of course, I did my two years there, and nothing's been the same for that football program well, since, of course. Well, they, they, they played in a, in a fairly big bowl game here, you know, of what, six or seven years ago? The year before I went, a year before I attended
1: Northern Illinois, they went uh, uh, to the Orange Bowl. Oh, was that with Jerry Kill?
0: No, that would have been, that wasn't with Jerry oh, that was Kill. Or it was Dave Durant. That's now at NC State. It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah they 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 uh,
1: they lost to Florida State in that game. Yeah, and then uh, went on to see the, the next year they're in the regular season. I made the trip to great, good old Detroit, Michigan to watch them, and then they got stomped by. I believe it, it might have been Dino Babers. At, yeah. uh, Bowling Green. Yeah, the Motor City Bowl. No, it was just the uh it, it was the Mac championship. Oh, the championship. Because they yeah. would have made the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona if they won the game. Yeah. And I always spent part of my uh winter break in Phoenix. But yeah. instead they were playing in like the Boca Raton Bowl or uh yeah. In yeah, some the- in some lower bowl that wasn't worth money. So Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Boring. What are we talking about? Uh, who southern Illinois? Southern yeah. Illinois, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. This is, this is a great listen. We've misled them on Northwestern for, yeah, I, I'm the one supposed to lose my track here. And it's hey, you're the one who told me you didn't even know what year it was for a few, for that was a few months, yeah. for a month yeah, there back last
0: fall at some point. You know what it is now? Uh, was. 1968, right? right. <laughs> yeah, next and Humphrey, that would be a heck of a race for president. It was
1: like, look at that. Uh, I didn't know they had video boards like that over there.
0: <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you feel your first game went coming back? Decently. Uh, I had trouble seeing the field because my binoculars, my old pair of binoculars, apparently mm. broke. Now, how do binoculars break? But my daughter. Were you, were you looking through the correct side? Uh, yes, I was. So my, my my daughter informed me that those had broken and had this other pair, and they're pretty high-powered, but everything was just blurry. So we're going to have to get some new binoculars, because, you know, I could you can see the field. Great. Heck, you can see Highway 65 almost, but you can see the formations and all that, and see the blue sky and the fireworks and the crowd, but uh, sometimes couldn't tell who caught the ball right away. So... My man, Corey, was picking me up on that, and we kind of ham and egged it uh, along those lines. But we'll get better binoculars before the next game. We'll also get the stat monitor to where I can see it. So those would be two good items. I'm sure you're your own worst critic, too. Well, I mean, it was, it was just great to be up there, and people were very kind what they said on Twitter and all after the game. But, uh, yeah, Keith Boaz and Matt Jones and others there at MSU uh, that I probably don't know who did a great job building me a ramp and a platform that I could drive up onto the platform and see the whole field. And, uh, we went up there four times, uh, before the, the first game to check all that out. And, uh, Keith was very diligent. He was always there to meet us, uh, when we arrived and, and uh, there the whole time. So I can't say enough for that. And Kyle Moats, obviously for all of his support. That was like, I mean, that ramp that they built for you, was like OSHA required, uh, just, uh, they had like inspections and everything, or? I'm not sure. I probably did. Probably this, did. People were talking like that was. Cause, uh, I mean, it, it went out into the hall and then once I get up there in it, then they take it away and lock me in so we can shut the door. Or, you know, people can get past it. Like Corey and my daughter who helped me out, uh, then they bring it back when it's time to leave after the post game. No, I know
1: you were out of there before I got back for post game, and I mean they got you up there. Everything was pretty seamless. Uh, I've laughed when I've listened into your first little bit there, and it's like, oh, thanks for er- thanks everybody for thoughts and prayers. The happy to be back, and then straight back
0: to the game. And it's like, yep, yeah, Art's doing this thing. Yeah, like, that's us send one about himself. But we're know. we're here we're here to do the game. We're not here to talk about the past, as Mark McGuire said. You're not on trial. You're not on you're not under oath right now. No. I mean, they, weren't they there to talk about the past when they did that? I don't remember that. We was we're talking to him about the Andro usage in Congress. Yeah. Congress asked him, and, and he said, we're not here to talk about the past. Yeah, well, actually you are, Mark. <laughs> I've been around too much court stuff
1: the last few days. and Oh, I bet. I did 14 hours of that courtroom in the, the last week, and it's like, oh, man, I'm I had fun with it the first time when there was the, uh, when there was the, uh, pre- the, uh, pretend- the, uh, preliminary restraining order or whatever, the temporary one. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, this felt like what you see in TV. And then you sit there for 14 hours and you're like, yeah. I wouldn't want to watch 14 hours of this. Yeah. Fun. I don't know if you've had the pleasure of doing anything like that over
0: your oh, life career. No, not really. now I, I went to a court hearing one time and, uh, Huh, and it was, it was, well, it was funny, but it wasn't funny. And afterwards everybody had left. It was just me and the judge and the bailiff. Cause I, I wanted to wait for everybody to leave. I said, well, judge, I guess that's why you get the big bucks, just to, to preside <laughs> over this, but, uh. Yeah, I haven't fortunately spent very much time in, in uh, before he, uh, before a judge.
1: I'm running away from it as fast as I can and, uh, h- trying to hand it off to other reporters. It's like, I don't want to talk about football. Yeah. Not yeah, football. absolutely. That's, you're a that, sports writer. That's what I'm here for. Football. Yeah. yeah. Um, you no, know, you go through the, you, you, you're, I didn't know they still made binoculars. I don't know who uses
0: binoculars, other people up there.
1: Yeah. You, you kind of
0: got to be able, like on the fakes and everything to see who has the ball and, you know, maybe who makes the tackle. And when, when the ball is passed, then I pull the binoculars down because I can't, you know, follow the ball in the air. I have to see what's going to happen and, and uh, then call it the best I can from that point. But, uh, had a little trouble with the recognition and that's the main thing with calling football, but, uh, we'll, we'll try to do better next time. Yeah, I'm not
1: really good at that either. I usually just wait till. I see a number sometimes and yeah, be fine with that. But then, uh, I mean, you have the speaker guy, you the speaker, wherever you go, right. read off who caught the ball and how many yards really.
0: But quickly. to have a really good call. And this is the, the fun and challenge of doing play by play is to instantly, you know, say, who's got the ball or who shot the ball or who hit the ball. And a little easier to tell who hit the ball in baseball. I, I would think baseball would not be too much trouble. Basketball, probably not either cause it's, you're, you know, you're right there most places, but, uh, but football's a, a little different animal and I love doing it with, uh, everything that's involved, but, uh, uh we'll, we'll make some adjustments for the next home game. what do you
1: think you learned before, uh, before you do basketball as well? Cause I'm sure you're thinking about that
0: as well. I mean today's the first day of practice as we recorded record this. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, my my chair will enable me and hopefully we'll be out of it at some point. Maybe not, but uh, it will enable me to kind of turn back and forth. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a problem with the ball going from one end to the other. I've always kind of kept score myself, and hopefully I'll be able to write by then. But right now, I can't very well. I can write, you know, like a third grader, but uh, not quickly enough, probably, uh, for what's needed in in basketball. You know, I think we'll be all right with that. Stamina, us keep up the whole game? Yeah. Yeah. I was fine. I was fine. Good enough to go out after the game. In fact, and you know, have a little post game blowing off steam with, uh, my wife and another couple of couples. And, uh, you like to party it off after a game? Well, we got a group of people and it was a small group this time, but the dear friend from St. Louis, Bill Donegan came down and he joined us and yeah, I like going out and talking about the game and, you know, having a burger and a couple of beers. And that's what we did. And no, uh, and you got you got a van recently too. So,
1: got an I mean, accessible van, yeah. So you're able to get. I mean, you're able to go to uh, today. We're recording this on the Monday. Um, you're able to go to Quarterback Club on Monday, and I'm sure you're able to do a lot more than you previously thought you were going to be able to. For a yeah, because we,
0: I mean, we'd gotten out quite a bit uh, this summer, but each time we had to line up a, a guy that services that and then pay him and in, in this case now we've got our own so as long as i've got a driver and i've had a lot of people offer then uh i've uh, as long as i've got a driver i, I got could go some places
1: now just uh, happy happy everything went well uh, we'll make sure uh just wanted people to hear you again uh, kind of uh react to how everything went get your missouri
0: state takes before big game on saturday yes sir ready to watch and listen on saturday and uh, a home game with the Bison next week.
2: Yeah, guys, thanks for being here. And gals, hope you had as much fun this weekend as we did. Uh, It it was good to see our team put together a full football game. They worked extremely hard over the bye week, Um, found some answers to some questions that we had. Good physical, tough practice, and it showed on Saturday. We were able to start fast. Obviously, um, we we took the ball. We wanted to go score. Had two fumbles in a row. Defense was able to do a good job getting stops we needed. And I don't think we were stopped until maybe the fourth quarter again on offense. Offense was clicking on all cylinders. Uh, The the offensive staff, Coach Petrino called a great game. Offensive staff had an unbelievable plan. Um, Jacob Clark was absolutely phenomenal. If there was a ball to be completed, he was going to complete it. If, if he needed to step away from pressure, he stepped away and delivered the ball down the field, stood in there, showed courage. Uh, he, he was absolutely phenomenal. He was 24 or 26 yards away from a record. Uh, Jacob, apologies, but you know, you're, you're a good young man. You understand what we're trying to do here, and we got the win that we needed. Defense came out, flew around, created turnovers, and that was a point of emphasis, that and tackling. Uh, we eliminated really hardly any missed tackles. Once we got a body on a body, they were going down. And we're able to create turnovers, one for a score, and it it turned out to be a good day for the Bears. We're excited for the challenge coming up. Obviously going into conference play, I'll say it again, we play in the best conference in FCS, and I don't think it's even close. Uh, That's obviously dictated by the rankings that came out again today. Getting a good opportunity to go down to play a really good SIU team. Coach Hill has those guys rolling, and uh, we're excited about the opportunity and the challenge you go back
3: and watch Jacob's game, just what was it you saw in there It's just like that's what turned into one of the best quarterback games in the school scene?
2: Yeah, he, he was as dialed as I've ever seen. And I, I think a lot of it was just the ample of time to prepare because, you know, he was dealing with the shoulder injury to where he didn't take as many practice reps as he probably would have liked during the bye week. But he was able to get in and study a little bit more film and really get dialed on what they were going to do defensively. And I think that's what showed the most, his ability to make progressions based on – coverage and formation, and it was crystal clear for him. He was seeing the board perfect, and again, the offensive line did a nice job in pass pro, and, and the wide receivers got open and got yards after the catch, which was a lot of fun to watch.
3: So most yards MSU's ever had offensively against the scholarship d one team, just as far as when you see three games in, Nick Petrino calling that offense and making it his, Just what's kind of clicking with the offense to where it's able to have that
2: kind of historic day. He's dialing it up and they believe in coach Petrino and the way he calls the game. He's aggressive. um, And and I love that. I think our players have really fed off his aggressiveness and his ability to call games and take shots in a timely manner. You know, we're not a group that just throws up 50, 50 balls to throw them up. We want to establish a time and a place and make sure that we're doing the things we need to do to create those big opportunities. And, it's been great. Even in the beginning of fall camp, we talked about the wide receiver room and needing guys to step up, and it's, it's been by committee, and every single one of them have flashed, and I, I can't wait to see that room continue to grow.
4: Raylan Sharp had a performance that we have seen out of him before, but Tariq Owens had a career day. How, how did that look on the sideline? you?
2: Corey, I've been waiting to see that since he stepped on campus. He is one of the most gifted athletes that you'll put eyes on in a Bears jersey. Um, He can run, he can catch, he's he's tough, he's big, he's strong, he looks unbelievable in his pads. He just needed to find himself and find a rhythm. And I think, you know, I think Jacob has a lot to do with that, knowing the ball is going to be there on time and knowing um, they have a really good connection. Because, again, you know, Tariq has been a two in, in his career, and Jacob grew up in this system as a two, and they were able to work together, a lot like him and Hunter Wood, kind of they talked about the other day. And I think that's paying off tremendously because they know each other well, they're in sync, and it, it's been fun
4: coach, on Saturday, sitting in the press office talking to somebody and they said, the way Jacob Martin posts himself in the pocket, the way he's able to see the field, he's got big record potential with this school. How does his potential and Nick Petrino's offense, how can that possibly come together down the line?
2: Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. The way that they interact together and the way they kind of bounce ideas off each other, that's what you want to have between not only your quarterback coach, but your play caller and your QB1. Um, they mesh extremely well. And and Jacob, I know he's quiet, but he's a silent assassin. He's, he's got some gunslinger to him too, which I love. Uh, again, he's tough. He wants to score a bunch of points. And he's got a big arm. He's got all the tools it takes. And the, the nice thing about Jacob is he's going to continue to get better as he takes more snaps. He's the guy. He is our quarterback. And I, th- I think that's kind of helped him come into his own as well. And it's, it's really been fun watching him take charge of the offense. And and make it his own, and basically, he's their leader, and they they play hard for him. As you mentioned, you play in
4: arguably the toughest conference right in this division. Really, that competition is going to be a lot tougher than Utah Tech is probably. So, what is SIU posing you defensively as a challenge?
2: Yeah, they they do a really nice job. Again, it starts at the top. Nick Hill done an awesome job there. He's been there for a while. He's can he's continued to have really good players come through that system, and they're aggressive on defense. Uh, they're going to be three down front. They have some big interior guys that can run, and they're going to move the front, and they're going to bring it. Um, They're going to bring a lot of pressure, which is, you know, again, it's a good task for our offensive line to see exactly how far we've come. And Jacob understands, again, how to make sure he gets eyes on pressure, get us in and out of advantage runs and checks. And It's going to be a fun game. They've got skill guys on the perimeter as well that can cover and a run and strike, uh, ability to create turnovers. We have to make sure we take care of the football. All right, and that comes with making sure we don't have a ton of negative plays, taking care of the ball, trying to, again, consistency with the run game is crucial and then open up some shot plays for our skill guys.
4: Coach, one of my favorite stories from the offseason was your team's decision to give J.J. O'Dell a scholarship. Um, was his pick six on Saturday the most popular Touchdown on
2: the sideline? No, oh, there, there's no doubt. J, J.J. Is a, is a young man. And again, we, we, we've talked about it quite a bit that everyone was kind of taken aback when I asked Coach Petrino. I said, I, I really think that he's a D I, I think we can make him into a special kid in the secondary. And, you know, he, he had his start. At, we kind of tried him out a few different places at wideout quarterback. And it was once he got into the DB room and you saw his, his mental makeup and you saw what he could be, sure – he didn't have the smoothest pedal. He didn't have, you know, the smoothest transition. But what he does have is, is, a, is a big heart and courage and impact. And he's got a ton of intangibles. He's super athletic. He can run. He can jump. He, he can hit. Uh, I'm excited about J.J.'s future. And it's one of those things that I, I wrap my arms around him after the game. And I said, I, I appreciate you making me right. All right. It's one of those things that when you have a gut instinct on a kid, when you're recruiting him and you don't know what he's going to be, you don't know what he's going to play, but, you know, you want him to be a part of your program. He's a special young man, and the guys cheer for him every single down.
3: The running game, uh, first half you guys didn't have to run that the ball that much. You're having so much success in the year. Uh, 13 times, 53 yards, you guys were able to break a few big ones there in that second half. How did you assess that from the first game, from the from this previous game, and what's going to have to change going into the second game when I when it seems like that's going to have to be a little more established uh, early on in a, against a tougher opponent?
2: Definitely. I, I think we did a nice job of simplifying our run game. I think we had quite a bit in the first two weeks, and we, we dialed it back to where the offensive line and the running backs truly understood, understood the scheme of what we're trying to get done, as well as every single front and pressure you're going to see verse that and then go attack it. Um, we have a stable full of backs. You know, everybody looks at Jacquardier right and they see his physical presence, and and obviously he's RB1. He, he's the man with the ball in his hand. You saw him break some tackles and do some things that are really, really special. And then all, you got Jaden Becks, you got Selden Manning that can carry the load as well. And then even Ramon Green got some carries. So we got to get those guys rolling early. Uh, we got to do a good job, again, attacking their pressures and making sure that we can take advantage of some of those creases here and there um, because they are going to be aggressive. They're going to come at you and, and then do a really good job on defense.
3: About stopping the run, um, they didn't run the ball on you that much there in the first quarter three times, 10 times in the second quarter. It didn't seem like that was something that they were. Focused on doing, but it seems like SIU is a team that's going to try to go take advantage of maybe what was not working in the first couple of weeks. Just how confident are you that that's going to be? Shut
2: up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they should, based on again, what our, what their, our film shows, you should try to to establish the run game. Uh, we got to stop the run. Everything in this conference stops with starting the run on de- stopping the run on defense. We got to make sure this week we get the right looks, get a great look from the scout team uh, because. Again, we, we can't let them get chunk yardage on the ground and in the air. They have a great quarterback. Um, you know, Baker does an awesome job with his arm. He's, I mean, he's put up crazy numbers throughout his career there. But again, it stopped, starts with stopping the run and, and being tough and physical at the point of attack. Weeks come back this week? I hope so. He might be clubbed up, but I think he's going to be back in the lineup. So we'll at least get to have a look at him. Uh, obviously with his hand injury, you saw him walking around on the sideline. It's kind of a hard cast. We're going to try to, I had a similar injury. I'd like to have him be able to use his fingers, but I don't know. He might be in a big ball fist, but, yeah, he's going to come back and try to get some reps. Where do you see him, him protect
3: him protecting on defense?
2: I like him at D end. I think he does a nice job there. And then one thing you, you saw a little bit last week is we brought in some sub packages on third down and second longs to kind of create some mismatches inside. So what we've kind of done is been able to move pieces around to create advantage one-on-ones in regard, depending on who we're playing. Um, so I think he'll be a defensive end, first and second down, and then possibly move him around to the interior on third downs, fourth downs to create some, uh, again, some advantage one-on-ones.
3: Um, this quarterback for SIU, I feel like he's been there every single time we've played against him. Uh, just one of best, arguably the best quarterback in the conference. What's, what challenges he you
2: through. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, White. I'm ready for him to, to move on and try to work on his NFL career or play somewhere else. He, he is a really good player. He's smart. He's savvy. He avoids pressure. He doesn't take very many sacks. Um, when you watch the games that he's played, you know, the game against SEMO and Austin P. he was running around and dicing people up uh, on, on the last play to win it versus SEMO. Versus it looked like he he went right, went left, dropped back even more, and then threw, a, threw an absolute seed right in the back of the end zone for a touchdown to seal the deal there. He, he's extremely talented. He's smart. We have to do a good job of affecting him. I always say that like I said, every time I'm up here, because it's the truth. If you can affect their best player, who's their quarterback, you have a chance to win the game.
3: Looking at Caleb Blake, just what he was able to do the other day. He had the deflection that's turned that's turned into the pick six. He has a pick of his own. Had another pass breakup, um, leave his first start. So just uh, just being able to step in there when you guys needed some turn, you needed to a- some turnovers, and you got them.
2: Yeah, that was that's another uh, full circle moment. I've known Caleb for like eight years I mean I've known him for a long long time and he's always had so much talent and potential um he's finally becoming his own man and growing into his athleticism and kind of who he is as a player and it's been fun to watch I actually told him last Wednesday I looked after his Wednesday practice I said Caleb this is going to be your best game in college I said write it down we'll talk about it after the game Sure enough, he's player of the week. He had a, he had a good week. We spoke it into existence. He's a, he's a fun young man to be around. He plays the game the right way. He's, he's tough. He's hard-nosed. Um, he, he's smart. He understands the game. He can flat-fly. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here, and hopefully he can continue to get better as we go. What's the chess match like for you?
4: Right? You were a coordinator for this team. Now you're the head coach. You've got a scheme for everything, against every opponent. So what's that like for you now?
2: Yeah, it, it's certainly different having to have the, the full view of things. But I think that's the beauty of having a great staff that you trust. Uh, you, you can't do it all yourself, nor, nor would you want to when you have, you know, minds on the offense that you trust and believe in to be able to put together a good game plan. Uh, and, I, and I feel really good about how we've been on game day. I think the communication's been great. I think the decisions have been on point. Uh, and we really do a good job trusting each other to do our jobs. And when it's time to make a group decision, we make those decisions and move forward. Um, I think that's that's been one of the best things since you know the regime change is just the fact that we're all in it together and we're all going in the same direction. We respect each other, and it's, it's a healthy work environment. I know I'm
4: kind of looking down the road, but obviously the environment that you had on Saturday is probably something you want to replicate and obviously increase in two weeks when you play North Dakota State. Why is the home environment something you want to put a stamp on and really entertaining?
2: Yeah, it was special. I mean, even starting with Bear Walk two hours before the game, the students were out. They were crazy. Uh, so so hats off to the Missouri State students and, and the people in the community and the, whoever far and wide, whoever came and watched the game. You were loud. You were heard. Bring someone else. That's what I'll ask. So when you tell them how much fun you've had, reach out to someone. Just bring one person more apiece. Oh, lights out. Somebody hey, paying the electric bill. All right. Right no, I, I can promise you it's not the motion sensors. So, yeah, we want them to come out in full force. Uh, we want to make sure that, again, all we can control as a football team is the product we put out there. And I think that they saw a quality product. And I think they had fun watching touchdowns, watching defensive touchdowns. And as long as we continue to do that, I think the community will have our back and come out and support us. Talk about
5: earlier in the season, you guys know how to put a schedule together and get a team on-the-road conference opponent, coming off their bye last time they played, getting a ranked opponent, but three you, know, how has these top games
4: maybe changed the way your players approach each game? What
2: have you seen? Yeah, I, I think, again, I, the 0-2 start is tough, and it's it's hard on everybody. No one wants to start 0-2, but I think we grew tremendously as a group. I think that we understand that you have to show up every single day to be ready to work and be ready to prepare and be willing to play four full quarters. And our schedule does nothing. but get harder in my opinion. You know, you look at Kansas, UT, Martin, Utah tech, and then now it's just a, a grinder from here on out. SIU North Dakota state, again, both in the top 15, maybe I think um, top 10, but it, it's good for our guys. You know, if you want to be the best and you think you're a pretty good team, go go play the other good teams in the country. Um, you know, a lot of conferences can't say that in their inter schedule. If we make a run and, and we play well and, and beat a few of these teams in our conference, you have a much better shot at the playoff appearance. But, it's, again, it starts with one game at a time. It's SIU all day, all week. Um, the guys are fired up. We talked about living in the moment. Again, we have a ton of things going on, and I'm going to say it every single time I'm up here. I don't really care if you get tired of it, but support Connor Lair any way you can. Um, he's always in our minds and hearts and – uh, I got to talk to him after the game and it was a pretty special conversation. He's a special person and it, it makes you take the moment at a time. The only time you're guaranteed is the moment we're in right now. So when we go back and game plan, the staff sure as hell better be working hard on, on that moment on that game plan. Tuesday practice, live in the moment. take every step at a time and just like last week, you never know what can happen.
5: there always good on business.
2: He's doing. He's doing all right. He's, he started his treatment down in Memphis. Um, it, I think he's got some some heavy things going on, and obviously mentally, that had to be tough for him. He's a competitor. I don't know. Again, I, I hope you all can eventually all meet him personally. There's no one that wants to win more than Connor. There's no one that wants to be out there with his fighting with his brothers more than Connor. Um, again, he's a guy that I don't really care how many I'm against. If we're in a back alley, you need somebody to have your back. I'd call C. That's Lair and be like, "Hey man, it's time to roll." He'd that, he'd have your back. He's, he's just that type of person. And he brings that type of energy. Here. I think what that gave us a boost top, as well. Right? So, uh, Connor, watching, you, so, Connor, if you're watching, I appreciate you. Man. Uh, so, uh
3: so I know you're fired up and uh, everything. Is it's involved, and off down the not a shop year. On my first you how excited you get for that. That makes a return this week. Yeah, you know it's an honor.
2: Honor Remember to be was, in this conference, was, and it's an honor to be able to go out and, and, and shake the hands of our opponents before we our go to battle. Our college uh, you know, love Patty. She does That's an awesome job with connected. the league. She is phenomenal. She's actually here. We met here with him. a few days ago. She anything, she she man. has, she has to run league. the best league in uh, FCS. So she does a great job of it. <laughs> uh, Whatever she no, wants to do, pre-game will be right there to shake as many hands as she i
5: probably watch. I also for somebody that uh Chuck Larca and I'm just saying if you know, find like your be video and there yourself
3: see 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 if there's any technique stuff you
2: can size exam on uh my grind <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the attitude you have to have in life No, you know, just just next moment the next and uh, just you know issue kind of you have that comes up you know you you can't flinch you can't sit there and be a sometimes guy you know I have to lock room all the time consistent so Um, Uh, And it's competitive greatness.
5: You've heard Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all those guys talk about it.
2: Competitive greatness is is not being at your best when you're expected to win. Uh, You're expected to blow a team out. Competitive greatness is when you're you're needed most. Those hard games on the road, the the Valley games at home. I have a very big family full of athletes. You're a pretty high – very competitive, that's what we do. Who are you then and when all you that's have is your own team and your teammates and you're ready you reach to, out to them, to play talk hard? About style and I, I that's what's play, most exciting. Do so. Don't get me wrong, I love winning
5: For sure, uh, I just recently uh, went down to see my family and um, they told me some tips. And whenever I go back home to Florida, I stay with my uh, uncle that stay, uh, that been in the NFL and we go out to the field and do some stuff and get my feet right. That's how it be every 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 break, really.
3: Jacob, just a few days coming off that big game, you get player of the week, yeah. talking about how it's one of the best offensive performances in the school scene. Just uh, it's good. have you been able to come down from that, focus on SIU, or just kind of how have you taken in uh, what you were able to do the other day?
5: Yeah, uh, we got in yesterday and watched the film with our position groups, and it was a lot of fun to see all the plays we made. Um, Obviously scored a bunch of points, put up a ton of yards, but it was also really good to see that there was some stuff we can still work on. We obviously turned the ball over twice to start the game, um, which is something we have to clean up. And then there was even a couple pass plays that I could have hit. And, like, it was just good to see that we did a bunch of good stuff, but there's also some stuff to clean up that we could be better at. Are you one the
3: smiles about the good things you did, or do you look at those seven incompletions You're just, like, what I do there?
5: Yeah, honestly, I focus. I mean, those stick with me more. Um obviously made some good plays but there was also some plays where i could have had back and could have thrown touchdown to one of our tight ends could have done a couple other things differently so
4: listening to you say that reminds me of playing golf with buddies right everybody that plays golf
5: is like man if i just made this part execute this chip, i could have played that much better right. why is that the beauty in the frustration of that moment I'm not sure, and I do that when I play golf, too, so um, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I think it's just something as competitors, you, I mean, the, the miss, the one miss sticks in your head more than the, the three makes, I guess, so it's just something as a competitor, you're always looking to take the next step forward, and if you're not, you're going to get passed up by somebody else, so I think it's something on our offensive side of the ball, we do really well as a unit, um, and it's just, we, we honestly just want to take the next step. Right.
4: This next step means you're not just playing Utah Tech, right? You're playing SIU, right. great team, ranked team, the first of two really good of conference you're going to play. How do you try to step up your game, but not force anything when you're playing somebody like an SIU?
5: Yeah, um, it's really just executing each play, not trying to do too much, um, knowing what my assignment is, knowing what I'm supposed to be looking at, and then delivering the ball on time. Uh, if it's a bad play, don't make the bad play worse okay just to throw the ball out of bounds sometime um, and I, I would say that's the number one thing to focus on for me just play my game and don't try to do too much
4: since you play golf and you understand this right Golf, no one's rushing at you no one wants to get in front of a golf ball anyways these guys on Saturday want to kill you so but how does that same mindset you talk about not forcing too much but staying in the moment how does golf and football have that same competitive mindset
5: yeah I think golf and playing quarterback actually have, I mean, even closer than any position on the field, um, you just have to stay focused and stay in the moment uh, and just execute the, the shot or the play in front of you. Um, you don't want to try to do something you can't because then bad things happen. So again, just execute the play, do what you're supposed to do. Uh, don't make a bad play worse. And then when you do that, that's when the really good plays do happen.
4: Jacob lot was made over offensive line play from last year to this year. You've been lining up behind those five guys now for three games. How does it look from last year to this year, what you're seeing out of those front five guys?
5: Yeah, we have some really good players up front, some bigger boys up front than we used to have. Um, and they're also a unit that, I mean, gets along really well. They hang out together. They Some of them live together. Uh, it's a fun unit to be a part of, and it's a, it's a fun unit to get to play behind. And they're a unit that responds on the sideline too. We had. Uh, Those two turnovers to start the game, and I went up to them and was like, "Hey, this—you guys are playing a good game. We got to take care of the ball. Um, Let's execute one play at a time. Let's go score every drive from now on." And they and they like looked me in the eyes and were like, "All right, let's do it. Let's go." So, one more question: Do
3: you like a game where you don't have to run? Uh, I mean, you're not running at all back there.
5: Yeah, yeah, it feels good. You're not trying to just uh,
3: not having to rush. It's not. That's not obviously not your strength. You're more of a pocket guy, but you can run. So right. is, is that something that you're just like you want to do that all the time?
5: Uh, I mean, yeah, it felt good to not really have to get past the line of scrimmage too much. I was able to stand back there and deliver the ball. Um, obviously, like you said, I'll run when I need to. But my strength is standing in the pocket and delivering throws. So when they give me the ability to do that, good things happen. All right,
4: guys. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for your time. Thank cool. guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.